Hello and welcome to Don't Feed the Geeks, presented by the Long Island Comic Guys, the masters of the geeky verse. Well, welcome back, geek freaks. This might be a little late. We're uh, we skipped a Monday, but um, we're here. I'm TC, joined as always by JJ. What up, guys? Nice to see y'all. And Toy Story. What is up? All right, guys, we have a really fun episode for you today. We're going to talk about how to collect comic books in this crazy, turbulent market that's that we're living in right now. But before we do that, oh, and sorry, before I, I get to the next point, we're going to end the segment with how CGC is doing with some of their quality control. Uh, we'll bring specific examples, maybe some show and tell. Um, but before we do all that, T uh, Toy Story. That's my going to take it away. It's on the TV. it's on the the screen. You can read it. Yeah, but I was trying to look at myself so I can interact. <laughs> all <laughs> right, I wasn't guys. making any stupid faces. Before we get into that, though, guys, I have to tell you, I've had the most awesome dinner. I've had in probably like 25 years. Do you, know what, Do you know what I had for dinner tonight? What, what did you have? Fruity pebbles. Ooh. I, I don't made, think I've had those in years. I made my wife when we were at the supermarket. I put it in the cart. She goes, she goes, that's too much sugar for her, referring to my daughter. I was like, oh, it's not for her. She goes, you shouldn't be eating that. I was like, you shouldn't be telling me what to do. <laughs> Say that now. She's not there. Uh, was it delicious? Yeah, it's pretty good. Did I'll, probably be hungry. I'll probably be hungry after I. After did it make the <laughs> Did it make the milk change colors? Uh no, I it it, ha it didn't have enough time to stay in the bowl. <laughs> By the time that happens, it's all soggy anyway. <laughs> I do like so I'm like I like a little bit of sogginess. Okay. I, I know a lot of people aren't like that. I like so I light soggy. <laughs> no uh, and I don't like the milk afterwards. The milk listen, we don't feed the geeks. We got to talk about food a little bit. On this yeah, that's thing. true. But we should talk about food more. Cereal is the best thing yeah. we eat all day long. I I don't normally do it. I'm very very much against breakfast for dinner. But today oh, really? we had like these leftover pork chops or something else, and I was feeling or something else. Oh, man. <laughs> See, I like to eat cereal out of the box during the day as a snack. Yeah. So by my desk, I'll have a box of cereal, and I'll just. No. Good to stuff. Each, to each their own, sir. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot what we're doing here now, but I think uh, Toy Story, you're supposed to be saying yeah, something. Well, do something, Toy Story. <laughs> so the biggest news to break, I think, since in the last couple weeks or so, Marvel, following DC last year, is pulling out of Diamond for their North American distribution. They're going to be switching to Penguin Random House for all distribution. So that means both of the big two have now cut ties with Diamond, which is huge. This is crazy. I That's mean, I was I was doing a little bit of reading on this, and like uh, um, Marvel had did sixty two percent of the business with uh, with uh, Diamond, and the next one after that was Image has got the second biggest, I guess, mm -hmm. uh, business with them at like nineteen percent. That was sorry, JJ. I just want to call you. Up. Was that after DC left? This was after DC left. Mm -hmm. I don't know what uh, DC percentage was, mm -hmm. um, but it's 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 unbelievable news i mean I, i'd like to see how this is all going to turn out because yeah 60 i'm sorry image had 12 percent 
uh, they comprise 12 percent of the uh, the mm -hmm. business. I mean, I think the way it's going to turn out is Diamond's going to fold. There's no way they can survive without the big two. And then what's going to happen to independent creators who usually go through Diamond to release their books? <laughs> I mean, you know, like gonna, the non the non images. I mean, I would imagine they're going to probably follow suit. Yeah. I mean, it, it. I think what really stinks is for the average consumer. I mean, I guess when you think about it, it's probably good business-wise. You know, there's not one company who's in control of everything. Mm -hmm. But on the flip side, you know, I just don't – I feel like it's going to be harder for comic shops. I know, you know, Oz at Best Comics was telling us that it's like a pain in the butt now with, you know, what's going on. Um, I also I mean, read. I you, you had one place where you get your books. Now you're yeah. gonna have to go several different places. And a lot of the problem is, is that I know on the DC side, they're not. There's these books that are hot, and you don't even see what they look like. Yep. Uh, you know. They're not so, so they're people. These are coming out, and they have to put their orders in, and they don't even know what the book looks like or who the artist is until you know, after it's already ordered and they're like, oh, we got 10 copies of this book. Oh, wow. It's the Patrick Gleason, you know, Amazing Spider or whatever, yeah. 55 that the whole goddamn world wants. Yeah. And, you know, now they don't have enough. And, you know, it's something else I, I, I seem to understand is, you know, uh, Diamond has the trademark of free comic book day. So that's going to change. That's I didn't even think of that. That's going to change. Yeah, because they, they were. It was they during telling, COVID, so there was no free comic day. They were telling DC official. that you can't be part of this now when you know when they left. So DC was gonna have their own comic free comic book day, but not part of the whole diamond thing. So now, like what happens to that? Like it's it's a very it's a strange dynamic of what's going on with them. Yeah, and, I mean uh, I, I feel like the those two don't really care that much about like that. They'll find a way around it in their own like cool way. It may screw the comic shops, though, because I don't know how accurate these figures are, but I just read them. Um, comic shops get, from what I understand, Diamond's rolling discount with them is 59% off of um, off of cover price. Mm -hmm. So with Penguin, though, it's going to be only 50%. So they're going to lose a part of their profit margins. There. I mean, a hundred. I, I was 100% of the mind that this was bad for comic companies. And at the end of the day, it's going to be bad for us as well. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's gonna be more money and less books, probably. You know, I, I don't know. Yeah, we'll see what happens. And I, you know, I, and I, I think the independents. I, you know, I've been seeing an uptick, especially on you know the crowdsourcing side of it. That a lot of independent, you know, a lot of these independent artists and writers are, are going the you know the crowdsourcing side, like Kickstarter and Indiegogo, and they're making huge buck on bank on that. Yeah. I still feel like the average collector, though, isn't getting in on that as much. It's uh, I don't think it's like something that could is sustainable. It's sustainable, right? Yeah. So it's just hopefully they figure it out soon because yeah. I feel like they're shooting themselves in the foot by like constantly making things more difficult for the people who actually want these. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But all right, all right, moving on. <laughs> so next point, Lucy Liu. If I'm pronouncing that correctly, has yeah, been cast yeah. as Calypso for Shazam: Fury of the Gods. Great. Can I ask you a question? Movie. Sorry, yeah. I cut you off. Do you know who she is? I don't. <laughs> really? You know, oh, yeah, I, I do. Yeah, I know her. Yeah, I mean, my favorite movie of hers was Kill Bill. I mean, yeah. she was just unbelievable yes, in that. I love her, and she made, she's one of those type of actresses. She works both, you know, on TV series and movies. Yeah. And she's great on it. Mm -hmm. I remember she. She started on at least the first time I saw her was on the TV show Ally McBeal, 
and she came on and like just lit it on fire she was such a great character on that show that was actually a really good show overall Mm -hmm. but she was a really strong like female character blew it up i mean she's super cute too um she was also in like one of my favorite movies it was with josh hartnett and bruce willis and he's like a hitman lucky number 11. oh such a good like underrated like maybe late 90s early 2000 movie oh she was so good in. I, i've actually never seen any of the charlie's angels she was in but i heard those were fun too they were fun. But kill bill, she was great in kill bill <gasps> loved her in kill bill but yeah I, I, this this i'm gonna i'm excited to see her in this role yeah i'm sorry awesome. i cut you off you it was uh she's calypso in shazam right <laughs> yeah shazam fury of the gods yeah nice yeah. That's that movie's getting a, a pretty awesome cast. I mean, they they brought her in. Oh, sorry, I'm thinking I'm mixing that up and and Black Adam. That's I don't know. I, was I don't just know who else is in this movie. <laughs> I was just thinking of that. So this is totally separate than the Black Adam movie. Yeah, I don't oh, even know in this one. So Black Adam, I think, just recently started um, wow. production, right? Yeah, The Rock posted something about it. Yeah. That would wow. be cool. Yeah, I'm excited for that. Agreed. All right, I'm, I'm gonna You're I'm gonna, gonna put a prediction out there right now. I'm going to predict that after that movie comes out, it will be my favorite DC movie. Well, wow, Helen Marion is in it too. Marion. Marion, I love her. She's such a great. She was great in that movie. Have you seen Red? Yeah, she's. Oh, fair. it's good. Adam Brody, this is great. <laughs> All right. Was it Adrian Brody or Adam Brody? Uh, Adam, Adam, I I, I pronounced it right this time. Yeah, no, I wasn't sure because there <laughs> there right. are two of them. There's two different. All right, move on. All right, moving on. Next up, Adam Winger, director of Godzilla vs Kong, has been hired to direct a live action big screen adaptation of Thundercats. TC, you're excited for about this, aren't you? I won't yes. believe it till I see something. Yeah. Listen, these movies like Thundercats and. And what's the other one? Uh, Master Universe. There's been talk about these for years. I mean, I think it, it's been they've been throwing around a live action Thundercats for maybe t- over 20 years. At one point, I think Wesley Snipes was in talks to be Panthro. Um, listen, it's this seems more legit. I mean, this guy Adam Wingard, you know, he's just coming off this hot Godzilla vs Kong movie. And apparently they spoke to someone that he's close with, and this is like a movie he's been talking about wanting to make for years now. So hopefully, you know, it gets the ball rolling and they get some good people in it. I mean, I think it's, it, from what I've read, I think it's uh, it's definitely going to be like a combination of like CGI and live action. So probably along the lines of like an avatar, hopefully a little better. But I mean, let, let's go. Nice. All right, next up, Indiana Jones 5 has added Phoebe Waller Bridger to the cast. Bridge, I'm sorry. And John Williams will be returning to score, which I didn't expect. I thought Star Wars would be his last movie. I'm gonna be honest with you, I don't know who that first person is, but I know who John Williams is, and I'm excited. Um I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. I don't think it can be worse than the last Indiana just, Jones movie. Just yeah, that really bad. Because how do you how do you go from that to this? Oh, I mean, God. your your hopes are down. Like, eh? 
I, I think I've mentioned this so many times, but right before like that movie, I think like a five or six years before they finally went forward with Crystal Skull, they were talking about like th- them discovering Atlantis and Sean Connery yeah. was yeah. going to be yeah. part of it. And like it just took too long and Sean, Sean Connery got too old. And it was just like, I really, I think that would have been a freaking killer oh, story. Yeah. I, Much better than aliens. Maybe they'll do that now. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I, I mean, he's probably too old now. How old is Harrison Ford? Like 85? Oh, oh my God. Yeah, he's, he's a thousand. <laughs> 78. He's, yeah, he's up there. I don't see him dodging boulders and and, <laughs> no. and doing all those crazy stuff. Hey, listen, he survived the plane crash. He can he can do- dodge some boulders. <laughs> as long as they bring back Shea LaBeouf or LaBeouf or whatever his yeah. name is. Hey, that was, he was my favorite part of that movie. <laughs> yeah. he, 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 I didn't mind him. Come on. I did not mind him at all. <laughs> all right, so what's our next topic? Godzilla versus Kong. Oh, we could talk about it. So, Toy Story, you didn't see it though, right? No, besides, that's okay. I don't care. Um, what did you think about it, JJ? You know, I like the story. I love the battles, the fights. I hated Bobby Brown, whatever her name is. I hated her in it. I couldn't Billy stand Bobby her. Brown. Didn't like her in it. She should have. What was her point? I didn't. I, I didn't like her. She. she have you seen the other ones? Oh yeah. 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 I saw the one with the. Uh... I just didn't like. Olsen. I just didn't like her in this. I thought the little girl was fantastic. Elizabeth Olsen was in one. No, no, she was in one of them. Um, yeah, she was in uh, Godzilla twenty fourteen. I mean, so we actually what was it? I think during spring spring break we watched it. I actually watched it with my daughter, my five year old daughter. She wanted Did she to watch like it. it. Yeah, she loved it. Um, Listen, I, I don't think there was much of a storyline. I think the story was, you know, like, hey, these two are going to fight, and that's yeah. the storyline. I, I liked um, it. it was, but I guess it was more just with the battles and, you know, how it all came to be. I liked that. that was, it was yeah. decent. It was, it was not almost nonstop action from the beginning. It was a great, you know, giant monster bash movie. Um, I actually really liked Millie Bobby Brown. And, you know, I was telling my wife, I was like, you know, I think she's going to be a, a huge actress in the future. I think she's going to like lead oh, the way for like the next generation. Don't get you me know? wrong; she's fantastic. I just didn't like her in this movie. I mean, it probably she really didn't have a lot to do. I think they needed like two human teams to kind of like merge the storyline with like the Godzilla side and the King Kong side. I mean, listen, aside from the little girl, like those other two that were on the Kong side, I was like, like, who are these people? What's their deal? Yeah. But I mean, it was it was just a fun monster mashing movie. I mean, you know, I would give it like enjoyability. It's hard to give a grade to something like that because I really enjoyed it. I it was mean, fun to watch. I would give it like in terms of like en- enjoyability, like an eight five. I'll give you that. Yeah, I'll give you that. I really, I, I, you know, I really want to see. And I'm sorry, Toy Story, but like, I want to see a movie with just the center of the earth, like when the Kongs were in control of that, like with that throne, I mean, that would be just, an, I think that would be a much, a much better movie seeing something in, you know, in middle earth, they, you know, middle earth, like a movie on just middle earth and how they became, you know, war with each other. I think I'm, that'd be awesome. I'm sure, I'm sure it's probably in the pipeline already. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Good stuff. 
so up next, we're going to talk a little bit about the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I'm going to take so, off my headphones for this because I do want to. Go ahead. I don't want to know what happens. So give me a thumbs up when you're done. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So we'll make it quick. So there's yeah. a lot of, you know, a lot going on. So this is probably coming out the Monday. So the only problem is we're recording this Thursday mm-hmm. before. So Friday, the Friday episode that just happened was supposed to be a big character reveal. I know there's a lot of speculation on who this character is going to be. The one thing that I think is it's probably going to be, it's not going to be whoever people think it's going to be. Like I it's didn't, not I didn't hear this. Yeah. I didn't hear any of this. Yeah. So there's supposed to be a big reveal. I oh. mean, there's supposed, I mean, it could be Chris Evans. It could be, Arnim Zola, I think it could be. It could just be. So it's a, re, a returning character. It's not a new character that's making a cameo. You know, it could be War Machine, who's already made a cameo. Oh, interesting. Um, you know, there's there's tons of people that it could be, but you know, I don't know. It's um, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. So far, it's been it's been okay. You know, it's it's lived up, I think, to the expectations of. The hype of what it's you know what it's been through um i yeah. think zemo has been great in it zemo's actually it, oh. it was actually i was expecting more of like you know a buddy cop relationship mm-hmm. with falcon and the winter soldier and we really haven't gotten that nope. that much and but zemo has been like livening he's my, it up he, he's, he's my been, favorite character he's been great um i love and, him yeah so and then this John Walker guy, you know, people are giving this guy so much crap, but he's actually doing a fantastic job because he's acting exactly the way he's supposed to be acting. Okay, see, I don't know that. I didn't read any of the – I don't know any of that whole storyline of any of that. So. Yeah, so, I mean, he's not – he's he ha, he's supposed to be trying to do a good thing, but, you know, he gets warped along the way. And, and it's so funny because I've seen all these posts going around about the whole um, – Thing that the scientist, I forgot what his name is, but um, tells Captain America in the first Winter Soldier, where he's like, oh, you know, this will bring out what's ever inside. Good will become great. Bad will become, you know, worse. And I was like, you know, that's just, that's all I could think about when, you know, when he was talking about the serum before Steve got it. And then this guy, like, you know, freaking slamming his shield into that guy's face and the worst part was that guy was like the one who was like oh i used to be a captain america fan as a kid and like of course that's the guy who gets like killed by the shield but it was a very proud like that image of him standing over like that was just it was pretty powerful and and i think what they're trying to get at too is that not everyone could be captain america you know no one's gonna be steve rogers and you know another thing is Steve. You know this guy. He keeps saying, "I'm John Walker, Captain America." When anytime um, Steve Rogers, Chris Evans introduces himself, like people went back again and did this. He never says Captain America or or Steve, Steve Rogers. Rogers, Captain America. He always says, "Hi, I'm Steve Rogers." Right. He never identifies himself as Captain America. It's um, you know, it's interesting. You, you know what we should do? We should just do the whole episode and never stick the two thumbs up. Yeah, we should. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but I kind of yeah. need his, I need his help on the next one because I know he watched the next one and you didn't. So yeah. <laughs> so I mean, listen, I, I think it's it's been really good. I I don't think it's on the level of Wandavision yet, no. but I think it's going to get there. I think it's really good, and so you know, we I'm have, excited. Go ahead. We we have two more episodes, right? Because this, this, so. this is this is shorter. 
five. Yeah, so there's only going to be six. So I think the there's two more. I think we're at four now, and the next one's five and six. And the next series after this is Loki, Loki which is yeah. next month. I'm super pumped for that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All, All right. right. And he's back. Oh, he's not back. We can't hear you. I muted myself so that there we go. <laughs> Yeah, it sounds great, guys. I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it was it was just so crazy that um that one guy killed that other guy. Yeah, it was, it was insane. Yeah. Well, I mean, you never really expect like a decent character to show up in a Marvel thing, right? So that was, it was cool. it's. Uh, sorry, uh, oh, you guys talked about Invincible. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so Invincible is the next one. So you have no, you you're not going to watch it, TC. So you don't care. Um, even if I do watch it, I don't care about okay. being spoiled. Like, cause I won't even know what you're talking about. So like, yeah. I'll have to learn as I watch yeah. cause I've never read it. Yeah. So it's, if you haven't read the book, it's fantastic. Um, I, have I, never, not finished, read the book. I never finished it. I read like 80 issues. I never finished it. Um, How many issues are there? hundred and something low hundreds, maybe. Um, yeah, obviously Robert Kirkman superhero series, Image Comics. It's amazing. It's out. It's out of the box. Um, On JJ, Amazon, what, Prime. I don't, Amazon, Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So JJ, so, what do you what do you think of the show so far? So they they're doing. So it was strange because I think what they released the first two episodes and then after that it's been weekly. So it's been one a week. You're not, yeah. you're not getting the full episode. You know, the full series of one shot. Correct. Um, they're up to episode five now, and you know, I I think the first and second episode were fantastic. I loved it. It was a great a great it was a lot different story because you know you have these new superheroes and you know it's a different world than what you expect from like right Marvel, right right and then watching this as an animation it was it was pretty cool i love the animation on it yeah i mean whoever wrote, and the art's spot on to what it looks like in the comics too it's great cool. you know when you get into episode three i i kind of took offense to a lot of it or not offense but just it just got you know you get i don't know i don't even know if i want to even bring this up but you, you get these hidden agendas you know and I just uh, that stuff turns me off when they talk about different things that's going on in the world, present world now that they bring into a into a cartoon like this. It just it's a turnoff to me. Um, but then it started picking back up. I think episode three is one the one I had an issue with. Are you uh, up to date? I'm up to date. You like you like it? You liked it after? That? I love that it's bloody, it's violence, yeah, it it's is. it's vulgar, it's it's a no nonsense cartoon. Definitely not for kids. Um, it's great. It's it's and it's it's like you're watching a comic book, you know, yeah, like you're reading really a comic, which is pretty cool. The voice acting is awesome too. So, um, yeah, we've got some big heavy headers in this. Yeah. So Nancy Brown, Nancy Brown, J.K. Simmons, yeah. um, the kid from uh, the guy from Walking Dead, Stephen Ewan plays. Yep. Uh, he plays Invincible. Mark. Yep. Um, there's, some, there's some really incredible voice. Yeah, actors. I mean uh, the Jason the, Jason Mazukas from. Uh, Parks and Rec and all those shows. Yep. I mean, it's, which it's, one is he? He's one of the he's one of the superheroes. Oh, or in Parks and Rec. Yeah, Parks and Rec. He's the um the guy on the the guy on the city council, the crazy guy. Oh, uh, with the hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, him, Mark Hamill's in it. Mark Hamill, um, Zachary Quinto, yep. tons of people. When so I is when this I kind heard... of like uh, the boys, but an animated version. JJ, is it? Have you not seen the boys? I haven't. No. Oh, yes and no. You know, it's it's that it's it's at it's at that violent level. I mean, 
but just in an animation format. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's it's pretty violent. <laughs> I was a little taken back when I first was like, wow, you know. Yeah. It's cool, but the voice acting is insane. I love Damien, the devil, the devil uh, detective. Yeah, I mean that. Oh my god, demon detective. I, that would be a great. That would be a great oh my god. spinoff, right? Spinoff just yeah. for him alone. Might be like Hellboy, but he's like a de- he's like a detective. It's so cool. Yeah, and then you know when I, when I when I heard Mark Hamill's voice, I'm like that blew my mind. I'm yeah. like, what just went on here? Yeah, um, and he plays the guy who basically makes the costumes, which is pretty cool. He yeah. Makes the <laughs> costumes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's. It's a great. So far, it's great. I, I like it, and you know, it's it's different from the mainstream. So yeah, you should you should watch it, TC. I mean, I might get around to it. They are hour episodes. Yeah, they are long episodes. Yeah, that's that's tougher. I'm I'm rewatch. I'm still rewatching uh, Star Trek: The Next Generation. I'm in season five, so I've decided that I'm. So I've never watched one of the movies, and I think it's one of the more important ones. I think it's the last one they did. It was Nemesis. Mm-hmm. I think it was like one of the first movies Tom Har- big movies Tom Hardy was ever in, where he plays like a Captain Picard clone. Mm-hmm. And then I have to, um, and then I'm going to jump into the Paramount tra- Picard series because we made um, my sister in law buy it because she mooches off all our streams. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I want to uh, see that, but I don't want to pay for that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll talk later. <laughs> All right. Shall we move on into our main topic? Yeah, let's do it. Yes, let's do it. What is our main topic called? Let's call it collecting comic books in 2021. Because <laughs> that is way different than even 2020 at this rate. So we thought it would be kind of fun um, and helpful to everybody, even if we just talked about, you know, because as collectors, we're always collecting. We're always looking for new stuff to buy. We're always looking to fill runs to get keys that have been on our list for years. To get deals. To get deals. Um, and especially, yeah, exactly. <laughs> what even is a deal? Especially over the last few weeks, I think what fueled this discussion with all of us is, I think all three of us, even just over the past like three weeks, have been priced out of books that we're after. And just the price to... changes in that short period of time, which I, is I, crazy. Yeah. Sorry. Um, no, go ahead, please. I, I don't even think it's so much priced out. It's frustration of like, like why without mm-hmm. explanation, just because, I mm-hmm. mean, I guess when it comes down to it, it's supply and demand, but people just keep buying at these elevated prices. And, mm-hmm. and you know, we've, we've talked about this so many times. It's just, you know, I don't know if it's, you know, people who are inexperienced who are getting into it and they, they hear something's hot and they're just spending if it's people who have, you know, I mean, there can't be like, it can't be all of the one percenters coming in. I mean, you know, I know there's a lot of people like, you know, someone was telling me like that guy, Gary V is a big, you know, proponent of like collecting and like baseball cards and anything that's uh, like a collectible thing. So, you know, at least Mark Cuban said something too. (laughs) You know, these entrepreneurs who have millions of followers are you know telling these people and it's like flooding maybe new people into the market yeah. who have cash to burn and they see these big books and yeah. the prices they're getting and it's just i i don't really have an explanation for it my thing is is that i don't want to pay you know a certain amount for certain books and listen like if i miss out on it then i do yeah you know whether i have the money or not to buy it you know it's it's my choice on what i'm gonna pay for something it depends what it is too because like you said a lot of people are what we would consider overpaying for stuff because they just keep paying over and over and over what a book's been at fair market value 
and it would be different if it's like a scarce book that you don't see too often, like yes. my Cerebus book or even that book that doesn't come up in that grade. Like those are books that you're not going to get at last sale just because of how scarce they are. And that's a thing too, where we're talking about like books of history. Yeah. I mean, and some of these books we're going to talk about do have like historical significance in terms of comic books and, you know, the characters that are tied to them. But we got to remember like, you know, we're, we're used to seeing reasonable spikes in prices over time. Mm -hmm. Like it doesn't usually, we don't usually see thousand dollar price jumps in months. Yeah. Like we may see that like over the course of a year. The, I think the biggest issue is how quickly the prices are increasing month after month, week after week, almost where it's just, I wouldn't even say, I wouldn't even say month after month. It's like weeks, like, Weeks, Over yep. weeks. Last week may as well be last year. Right. On know. certain things, for sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and that's the thing, too. Like, 100%, it's a lot of people who have, you know, FOMO, if you're missing out. Mm-hmm. Like, if you, really, in, if you really want a rare book and you need to overpay a little, I've always never had a problem with that. But if you want to go and buy an Amazing Spider-Man 129, where there's literally thousands available at any given time, why does the price keep 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 going up? Why do people keep overpaying for it? You I know? mean, you, you got to remember a lot of these big dealers. You know, they see what the prices are. Mm-hmm. You know, and and they're gonna stick to it. So, a lot and of the, I think a lot of people are also hoarding these. So the people who are setting the prices. I mean, you know, we if you go on Instagram or whatever social media outlet, you know, there's people I see who have like. 30 to 40 Hulk 181s they like to post or, Mm -hmm. you know, 129s. I mean, people are really stashing a lot of these books because even like with books like that, the X-Men, like everyone's buying up the X-Men like crazy because, you know, they're coming. Everyone keeps saying they're coming. I don't know who said they're coming. Yeah, they're going to be in the Marvel Universe, but the timetable on that, no one knows. You know, everyone, every single new Disney Plus show is, oh, they're going to show up in this. They're going to show up in this. So here's my question. Why does that mean the book should go up in value? Because now it's the characters are being brought to an even larger audience. Like I would would get that for small characters that haven't been known that are being brought attention to. But like the X-Men, you know? But you got to remember this also. The the smaller Mm -hmm. audience isn't the smaller comic book audience. So like granted everyone in the comic book community, right? You know who the X-Men are. Mm-hmm. Now, the world at large, let's say a lot of people know who the X-Men are. Now think about people who are getting money in the last couple of years. Yeah, they kind of know who the X-Men are. They know who Wolverine is, maybe one or two other characters, but now like characters like Storm Nightcrawler, Colossus, mm-hmm. these characters are being brought to a bigger audience. So they're like, hey, you know, once these characters hit the screen, you know, it's going to be big money again. And, you know, it's just, I, I think it's when, you know, when you bring it to that mass audience is is why, and, and listen, I've never had a problem with that being tied into the price. I get as a collector, it sucks because you know you're into comic books and these people are just into movies and why should it affect it it's affecting it because you know even if 10% of the people who go to see that movie become comic book fans now that's a big number that's still coming into the community and you know we like to think it's millions upon millions of people i don't think the the comic book community is that big even though you know it's big 
but you know, is it five million people? How many people are in the world? I mean, I don't even know if I would say it's five million comic book collectors. I think it's a lot of people just trying to, you know, make a quick buck. I mean, you know, I, I, I see, I see this. You know, and I'm gonna go a little off topic here, but I see this. You know, you walk into your local Target or your Walmart, and and you walk by the card aisle and. They're decimated. Like there's no Pokemon cards. There's no sports cards. You got these, you know, uh, flippers who go in, buy all this crap up, and then they flip it. And they have, you know, they don't know what they have, but they're just they're they're making their quick buck. Oh, I'm sure they know. Same thing here. I mean, I saw it today. I'm going to my Midtown Comics. Typically on a Wednesday, I can walk in the door at eight o'clock with no problem. You know, sometimes there might be a line, but you know, you're in. Yeah. Today nine o'clock, and there's still a line around the corner. Like. It, it, it's it, it's you, you got people who either know what they're doing or they don't know what they're doing and they're just buying up all these resources. Yeah, you're definitely right on both accounts. And, and you brought up another great point, which is anything that's collectible is hot right yes. now. Anything. It's not just comic books. Not just comics. So, I mean, you know, I, I brought up these, you know, entrepreneurs like pointing people in directions. There's... You know, if there's a market, it's popular. The cards. The card um, market is insane. Yeah, it's in. I've been. I was collecting cards for over 25 years, maybe more than that. And in that time, that card market has never been on fire. It, like it's it, always been the people who were into it. That some of it would be worth money. Nowhere near where it is right. Now. And I apologize if I'm going off kind of a weird thing, you know, here. But you know, I think I, it's all related. It is, yeah. I, I think you got, you know. I feel that you have to put part of the blame on this on social media. So like Instagram, because you know, since COVID hit, you know, what do people have to do? They're, they're staying home. They've got lots of money now, you know, or not, they have money now. Um, but you know, everybody's going to you know, like Instagram because they're going to sit there on a the phone and you know, people yeah. are posting this stuff and that's where, that's where people are getting their stuff nowadays. I mean, you know, we could even expand it past, you know, social media to the internet at large. I mean, you know, what, what people, what do people have to do? Like, you know, and, you know, we've beaten this point to death, but you know, the, the, the going out to restaurants, bars, vacation money, that's all, that's a lot of money people spend, you know, throughout the year. That's, you don't realize until you don't spend it. That they're sitting on it and they're just spending. I mean, online spending has to be up across the board like crazy. And unfortunately, I mean, we're never going to see true numbers. I mean, we, we, we got some numbers on what's being sold, you know, what things are being sold at, you know, you know, because they're either being sold on, you know, uh, an auction or eBay. But, you know, these other sites like Instagram and Facebook and, you know, Marketplace, those numbers are not being counted. So really, you know, what the true number of what a book is selling for, you're not going to get that. Yeah, and I think that, that kind of skews everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and and the question is, is like, uh, which one is higher? Because I've seen both ways. I've seen on social media, you know, that those numbers have come in lower. But I've seen on social media those numbers have come in much higher. I mean, you know, there was you know some books I've noticed recently. Specifically, people are paying two to five hundred dollars over GPA, which is more than you can get books on. And like, granted, like maybe they're not on eBay and stuff like that right now. But people are just buying these books, claiming these books in one way or another. And it's just like, you know, <laughs> I would never even price a book until I looked what it was going for in other places. Just like, hey, it's $500 on eBay. Why am I going to ask $800 for it? Like, yeah, like, 
like <laughs> if if I were looking for that book, I was like, oh, eight hundred dollars. Like, all right, let me see. Like, oh, well, this one's five hundred. Why don't I just buy that one? I don't think people are doing that. I think people are just seeing it in front of their face. Like, oh, cool, I like that. I'll buy it. And that's the problem. You you don't have the time to do your research on what a book is supposed to be. You know where it's at and everything else. You don't have that time. So when it gets posted, you got seconds or milliseconds before that book is gone. And there's no, you can't look it up on eBay because by the time you're done, it's sold for more than what it should be going for. So uh, I just realized that I think what we're doing right now is just talking about what the problem is. Right. I think what we should focus on now, so we've addressed the problem. So what is our suggestion? Like, what is the solution? What should you do? Um, so l- let's start with this. So do you guys think any of these books and, – and Toy Story, you, you put a, a quick list together. Do you just want to go through that list? Yeah. And then um, we can talk about these books and maybe a few others in this next question we're going to bring up. Sure. So these are just a couple of, the, like, the bigger, the bigger you know, Marvel keys. And I think it's fair to say while all collectibles, all eras are probably up, Silver Age Marvel is just stratospheric right now. Right. Great. So here's a couple figures. So Fantastic Four number five for Experience of Doctor Doom was on my list for this year. <laughs> um, a 3.0, the 2020 average of sales was 3.9K. And the last sale of it was $6,700. That was a 3.0, right? Yep, 3.0. Uh, actually not more. I know, me too, but still double. And, yeah, and, and, you're, and you're talking these are end of 2020 numbers, right? Yeah, 2020 average. average so. And we're only four months into 2021. Yep. yep. Um, Amazing Fantasy 15, another one that was on my list in this actually in this grade. I was looking for a 2.5. The 2020 average, it was consistently selling for like between 12 and 14K. I was like, all right, I could sell books, save up for that, no problem. Last sale, 25K. Double. Yep. In four months. It's crazy. X-Men 1. I don't even think we got it. It's crazy. I passed up a 4.5 last year. I'll never forget this for $7,000. And a 4.0 right now, last sale, is $13,000. You know what's funny, too? It's just never been a book I've been interested in. Me neither. And that's why I passed up on it. I was like, I'm not spending 7 k on something I'm not that crazy about, you know? And that's just the difference between an investor and a collector, too. Yeah, because we're both, I guess. Yeah. If you, I think we're it. we're both to a certain degree. We're more collectors, but it, we, you know, yeah. we buy we buy stuff that we think is valuable. Um, X Men ninety four and a nine point You know, this has always been like the stepchild of a uh, giant size. Yeah, so this um, is the second appearance of like the new yeah. team, right? Yeah. Twenty twenty average was a thousand dollars across the board. Last sale thirty three hundred dollars. Yeah, that one I was very and, surprised about. And you said that was a nightmare, right? Yeah, exactly. Werewolf by Night 32, one that I mentioned last episode as one to hold, if you have it. Um, 2020 average was $2,100. It's been that for like three years. I know because I've had it for five and I've just been watching it. But one went on eBay a couple of weeks ago for $44.50. That, and that one specifically, I think, tied to the TV show. Yeah, that is totally. There's a lot of videos coming out. With um, what's his name again? Oscar Isaac. Yeah, Oscar. I, and I think that's going to be a great one too. So listen, like mm-hmm. that one, I can understand a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, what, what else you got on this list? Got a couple more giant size. We got to talk about it. Nine point six. This is shocking. Yeah, twenty point average was sixty three hundred dollars. 
which I thought I have thought this book was overvalued for years. So this is the biggest misjudgment I think in like the history of the world. Last sale twenty six thousand dollars, and that book is going up still. That is over four times increase. The the crazy thing to me is so it's not even first appearance of Wolverine, who I think there's there's no need to include X Men in anything without him, in my personal opinion. Mm-hmm. And but it's not even an X Men one. So you can get like a four zero, like yeah, granted it's like half more than half the grade in that, but it's the very first X Men book for almost half that. Like I would buy two four zeros before I would buy a nine point six. Yeah. Um, now why size. why is that? What is the discrepancy there between the X Men one and the giant size? Well, like, so it's also so he's talking about nine point six on the giant size X Men. Okay. So, but and then on the X Men one, he was talking about four point oh. So, I mean, right. that's a big, great that's, a big dis- that's a big difference. I mean, like X Men one nine point six, we're talking probably like seventy five thousand dollars or something like that, right? Maybe even more. But I mean, still, that's only triple a book that came out what twenty years later. Mm-hmm. I maybe I'm, I could be maybe ten, eleven. I don't know. It's, it's just. Crazy. And then what was the last book on your list? Oh, your book. <laughs> Incredible Hulk 181. 9.0. 2020 average was about 5600 bucks. It was hovering around here for a while. Um, last sale is 13.9K. I doubled my money in a month. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and to me, that's a surprising book because, you know, there's a lot, there's a ton of them out there. Yeah, but the, the demand's there, I guess. You know, yeah. and, that many and, people want them. Want it. And listen, like, it's not just because I want it. I think, you know, I, I how many times that that I've said it, it's like it's Wolverine. I was like, yep. there's two major characters in the Marvel universe. It's X, it's Spider-Man and Wolverine. Mm-hmm. Like everyone else is a B character. I think they mm-hmm. have two B characters, and that's who those who who Marvel's A characters. Are. Mm-hmm. I mean, God bless, you know the movies for making B characters freaking mega stars. But listen, like those guys, even like Captain America, like Captain America before this, he was like, nobody bought Captain America. Yeah. I mean, the problem is people still don't buy Captain America. <laughs> comics. Yeah. Um, I mean, but he's a great character. Iron Man. Like no one was reading Iron Man. No, it's just like, I liked him from a nineties cartoon. When I heard they were making that movie, I was like, that's amazing. Yeah. But all right. So, so, so you know, based off your list, and it's surprising because I've seen this. I've seen what your these seven examples. I've seen a lot of these. It's out the there. minor keys too. Like the couple hundred dollar books are still doubling, tripling. I just didn't pull any of those numbers yet. Right. So <laughs> just you know, extrapolate, extrap, extrapolate this list to everything. Yeah. <laughs> and, and what's surprising is you know you don't see this on any other type of you know. There's no DC books that are out there that are making. I haven't seen strides like this it's so, silver age marvel right now so it's- i i, I want to talk more about that jj but before we go we jump into that yep. so w- do you guys and toy story since you kind of like spearheaded a lot of this do you think any of these books have spiked and are any still worth buying yes what i think with the major keys with the big guns you know Spider-Man, Fantastic Four, X-Men, Thor, Iron Man, all the big guns. Um, they've spiked a lot, yeah. I don't think they're going to go down. Growth may slow. Growth will slow. You're not going to get 30% gains in a month again. 
Um, growth will slow, but I still think even an AF-15 now at that price is a solid investment. It's the first appearance of Spider-Man. X-Men One's a little high. I don't think it's going to go down though. You know, like I personally probably wouldn't buy it because it's just too high for such right. a you know crappy condition copy. But the I call them blue chip books. You know, they're not going to tank. They're not going to go. They're not going to, you know, if the market tanks, they're going to probably hold value pretty well. You really think so? The big ones, yeah. So the minor, more minor keys, maybe not. Like Punisher, first appearance of Punisher may go down like 25% or something, but a lot of stuff I think is going to hold. So from your list that we kind of just went through here, Mm -hmm. I I agree with a lot of what you're saying. I think the big books, like once they reach that point, like Mm -hmm. that's where they're going to stay. Do I think they're going to... I don't, what I don't think is I don't think they're going to maintain this, you know, rocket ship gonna, going over month month. I yeah. think they're going to level out by, you give it another three, four months, I think you're going to see a very big leveling out here. Mm-hmm. Um, the books that I absolutely think you should still buy and the ones that I still think have value to increase absolutely fantastic for number five even though they're crazy if you can get one in any condition i would buy it i'm telling you dr doom is going to be the next thanos and he's going to be twice as big as that are you gonna have one uh, probably not just because <laughs> I, I have my uh, my eyes set on something else mm-hmm. um amazing fantasy like you said it's it's spider-man he's yeah. the guy if we're going to say who the guy is it's spider-man that's the action one of marvel yes a hundred percent um, if you can ever get that, I was like, listen, I was like, is it expensive now? Can an average collector afford it? Maybe if you sell everything in your collection, um, then, you know, go for it. If that's what you want, if you just want to have that one book, X-Men one again, yeah, probably get it. I think it's probably got some more to go and listen for a 13,000 really isn't still that crazy. Mm-hmm. Like under 25,000 for like a major book mm-hmm. and it's the X-Men. They're only going to gain more popularity once we start seeing them. Yeah. I mean Magneto, Magneto the the biggest thing about that book has going for it is Magneto. I don't care about any of those X-Men that show up in that book. Magneto is the reason you want that book. Mm-hmm. Um X-Men 94 I can see cooling down. I, I, can, I don't see it. I think it was undervalued for a while, but I don't think it's as valuable as it's. I, I can see that staying in the threes and maybe a little bit under 3,000. Yeah. Uh, the same thing with Werewolf by Night. I can see that gaining popularity. I don't see it hitting 5,000. Maybe if it does, it comes back. I see that being a high three to low $4,000 book. Yeah. Uh, Honestly, same thing for giant size. I think that's. I think if anything's going to take a big dip, I think that one is. You do. It's going to take I a big dip. I, I totally just, agree with you on that. I don't think the characters in that book hold enough weight for those numbers to continue. The problem is, it at twenty six thousand. <laughs> I don't think it's going to take a huge dip. I think yeah. you can get it back down to low twenties. I don't see it going under twenty. But I could see that getting to like 21, 22 again. Mm-hmm. See, see that I think that's a tough book because you know it spikes so fast and so quickly that I could see that one tanking pretty. And and maybe not the nine six taking as big a dip, but the lower grades will absolutely take a harder dip, in my opinion. And listen, I could be a hundred percent wrong, but this is just my opinion. I agree with you on that one. Yeah, and I mean, even though there's a ton of them out there. 
Incredible, Incredible Hulk 181. It's I still just, hate that book, but I agree with you. It's, it's he's still just, good, I think. He's the second guy. And, <laughs> you know, like I said, I mean, I, I don't think it should go crazy. I think there aren't that many in super, super high grade. Like you mm -hmm. once you get to the nine, six, nine, eight, mm -hmm. I think those numbers will spike. Listen, anything below nine zero, it goes up and down a little bit. Um, nine O's and higher, it's listen, it's never gonna I don't think it's gonna go under ten thousand. Could it go down to twelve? Maybe. But I I think once we have a Wolverine, I think that book specifically, I think I could probably get 18. Mm -hmm. If there's a would you sell it? I don't know. It's it's a book that I didn't really buy to sell. Yeah. It, I'd I, it'd have to be for something like like I if I sold it, it'd probably be to get like a really low grade, like ridiculous book. Like I'm yeah. talking like the golden age mega key. Yeah. Like, and it's probably be like Superman, like one or action one and like a 0.5. <laughs> but I mean, listen, there's, and there's a lot of other books are out there. So, I mean, I think we're only going to focus on like the Marvel Silver Age keys for this question yeah. specifically. And could we be wrong? Of course. Like anytime, you know, somebody gives you mm -hmm. information like this, you should do your own research and, you know. Mm -hmm. test the waters yourself and you know i can't tell you that enough is please guys do your own research you know don't just take our word for it don't just take somebody else on instagram or youtube or whoever's word for it you know you, you got to become an expert on it and okay. don't dip your toe in this water especially right not right now until you do a ton of research mm -hmm. but um so i guess the next thing to talk about and, and jj i think this is going to kind of cover you know what you were mentioning is like what to do if you've already been priced out of like the series you're collecting? Like, do you pivot? Do you keep going and overpaying? You know, JJ, do you do you want to feel that one? I I don't know. Do I? Uh, yeah, go know, for it. I, I don't know. Um, so start it up. I'm sorry. My, no, my it's all right. So so listen for me. I'll use myself as an example. There's three books left in my Amazing Spider-Man run. There, none of them are major keys. It's seven, sixteen, and seventeen. Um, it's just the prices on everything, and like we're saying, you know, this is trickling down to every book, is just kind of skyrocketing. Now, I don't think that seven, sixteen, and seventeen are books that are gonna stay at a crazy price. I think, you know, are they gonna come back down to like? $800 books in, in high grades? No, I think they're going to probably all stay, you know, over a certain amount. But, you know, I think right now is not the time to buy Silver Age books from Marvel. I think at least not in the next three months. I say wait till the summer, wait till people start traveling, doing more stuff. Then the people who are really looking to collect, especially from these titles, do it then. Also, I mean, find out, do some research about what's happening. You, you know, you could get burned with these series too. If somebody, God forbid, does show up in something, you could get hurt. I mean, me, I'm not that worried because the three books I have, there's like, they're already talking about all those characters already. You know, Vulture already showed up. It's his second appearance. Daredevil's already confirmed for this book. You know, it's Daredevil crossover. And Green Goblin and you know, it's like his third appearance in, in the book that I need too. So it's just, you know, 
and, and going back, unfortunately, you know, you're mentioning it's all it's all Marvel right now. So even right. on the on the DC side, there's there's nothing going on in the world of that. So, you know, the prices are still pretty high on some of these DC books that I've seen, but not as high as you could get good DC keys for relatively affordable right now. You could, yeah. And and I really think with that stuff is like, are you a comic book fan or are you a flipper? I think if you're a comic book fan, you know, you've got to be a fan of both. Or maybe you're not. If you're just a Marvel fan, then it's kind of a tough spot to be in. But you know, I've been telling people any chance I get is like there's a lot of good, you know, like you're saying, DC books out there and keys. I mean, Zatanna, we just got an announcement. Now, that book spiked a little bit, but it's still an affordable book. And there's yeah. not a lot of high grades out there. So you could get a 7.0 for, like, maybe a little over $1,000 when you're going to spend, you know, a crazy amount on a Marvel book that you might not see as much of a return on investment right now. And that's a great way to, you know, again, I'm not sure if I'm jumping around here, but that might be a great in if you're start if you want to start out buying books maybe start with you know a dc or an independent type of book because you know and you know unfortunately we're talking about silver age here but you know there's a lot of modern books that are up there pretty high there are yeah um i mean case in point you know the, the miles morales book i mean we beat this thing with the dead horse yeah um and that thing is still going up in price but no, no animals were actually harmed in the no movie. no I, thank you thank you <laughs> a little disclaimer there um you know, but maybe testing the waters, you know, if you're a new collector, you know, hitting up the, the DC yeah. side of it. Because, again, there are some great I, books out there. Yeah, I do I, think, though, if you're like if you're a serious collector, if you have some extra money to spend and you're looking for good, solid, you know, stuff to buy, um, I think so. What I think is really spiked, obviously, like a lot of the higher grade stuff has, too. But it's really the lower grades because that's what most people are buying. You know, mm -hmm. the big keys, the X-Men books, they're buying two O's, they're buying three O's. Um, if you could like focus on instead of buying a bunch of smaller books, I think that if you're looking for longevity and things that are going to hold value well, high grade quality stuff as high grade as possible. That doesn't necessarily mean you know sevens and eights, but you know if you could you know save up for that one book that's a four zero or a five zero that's maybe a lot of money, but that'll hold value. That'll at least I think that those books are going to hold value a lot better than a lot of other ones. And don't be influenced by like what you see out there too. There's a lot of people who you see who have like 10 or 20 of certain books. Yeah. They've, had, they've either had them for years, you know, they're a, de they're a dealer who moves a lot of books at a time. You know, they buy collections. I say, listen, that's a serious commitment. If you want to buy a collection, you're looking at, bringing, you know, 20 to 30 long boxes into your home. You have to go through everything. You have to teach yourself how to grade. You know, it's it, it's not – this isn't, you know, just something you're going to jump into and have home runs right away. There's not thousands of these, like, books, you know, just waiting out there for you to claim them in the wild. It's just, you know, a lot of it's luck. A lot of it, you know, people have been working at this for years, so it takes experience. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, on the DC thing, there's so many great characters. You know, I was telling someone the other day, I mean, like Big Barter, I think Big Barter is a great character to put money into. If you want me to give you specific people, I mean, I think, you know, anybody from like the Batman world, like pick up, you know, a first appearance of any villain, you know, Golden Age or Silver Age, Golden Age books, you know, we're having a conversation about this. Golden Age books, because it's like the, yeah, 
an era behind us are, are actually affordable in comparison to Silver Age. And I, I, have, I, I bought this book to educate myself on the Golden Age. That's great, man. Because I've been I, sick of Silver Age, so. <laughs> and I have a ton of Golden Age DC books. Like, yeah. I, I've got a 1930, you yeah. know. There's so much cool stuff, even if they're not, you know, big keys, you know. Right. There's good stuff out there. I'm I'm seeing high, sorry, I'm seeing high grade like Flash comics and Wonder Woman books, Ada White Pages, really nice old books with like great covers. Two thousand dollars. Yeah, they could get it for a couple grand. Listen, you know this. Whatever's going on with the DC movie universe, it's not going to last. All Mm -hmm. it's going to take is one freaking great movie. And these books are going to take off too. So I I don't know how much time you have, but right now, I think the place to be is DC. And there's other, even if you have to stick to Marvel, I think there's books that are still worth picking up. There's a lot of keys in Fantastic Four that people aren't paying attention to other than Fantastic Four 1 and 5. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of big appearances that happen oh. in Fantastic Four. In Thor. Oh, I said four, meaning Fantastic oh, four. four. Yeah, but, but Thor too. Yeah. Thor's another one. There's a lot of good first mm-hmm. appearances in there and Journey into Mystery. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously not the 83 or like the Loki book. Those are yeah. crazy right now. But go down the line. I mean, what we were just we we're just debating about who the hell Adam Warlock is and which book it is. I mean, there's a couple of big Adam Warlock books too that people aren't spending huge amounts of dollars on yet. I mean, the Thor book that he's in, that's the bigger one. But even that, you can get a really high grade for like under $2,000. And just wait, if you if Keanu Reeves plays Adam Warlock or somebody on that level, you took, you're looking at like a $5,000 book. I mean, you know, with anything, focus on first appearances. Focus on the character you like or a series you like. I mean, like, yeah. I'm collecting Master Universe. It's crazy right now, too, because there's so little of it out there. And, you know, there's a really strong following of people who are into it. But now, you know, I started getting, like, raw Thundercats, too. You know, put a series together of something you like, and you'll never even know when it'll turn into something big. I mean, like, Star Wars books are crazy right now. I would stay away from those. I mean, yeah. but for how how many years was it that Star Wars wasn't? You yeah, can like, pick them up in a dollar one. bin. I mean, we would see – I remember going, like, when we first really started getting on the, the um, convention scene, you know, how many 9698 Star Wars 1 would we see? Like, almost every vendor had it. I was like, that guy's asking $1,000 for it. Yeah. <laughs> what is nine eight going for right now? On a, a oh Star God! Uh, keep like, talking, and I'll look it up. Thirty eight hundred or something. Yeah, like so, that. it's something crazy like that. I have a nine six. It's, it's that's awesome. It's a great and it's great. And there, I mean, there's a lot of characters out there. I mean, you know, there's some Hulk books. There's a lot of really good first appearances in, in Incredible Hulk, other than one eighty one and one eighty. You know, you got to do your research. There's there's a lot of characters out there. And, you know, I've seen a lot of people just buying nine-eighths of random book. Listen, if you can get, like, a nine-eight of a first appearance for anything Anybody. under anything under 500 bucks, I would do it. Buy it up in a second. Buy anything in a nine-eight that's affordable. Yeah, totally. You know, it's just the <laughs> – <laughs> It's just, you know – don't, don't my get... covers were like too from the old, the old books. Hundred percent. Yeah, I mean I, that, that's. I'm big on the whatever the cover looks like. Like I'm very particular about you know comic book yellow. Like if it's got a comic book yellow, I'm buying that damn book. I didn't collect Golden Age like ever, but I just picked this up because it that's looked cool. awesome. 
<laughs> yeah, I love that. You know, I thought, about, I thought about buying it too. <laughs> yeah. It was. It looked awesome, and I was like, I gotta have that. Listen, that's you know? what I want to get into next. Uh, and again, it's not going to be. I don't even necessarily know if I'm going to go after big first appearances. It's just a couple of nice yeah. Superman Golden Age covers because I'm a Superman fan, yeah. and you know, most of the Superman stuff I have is modern. Dude, I'm not a huge Superman fan. I love that. Stuff. <laughs> it's just they're, they're beautiful books, beautiful yeah. classic art. There's it's, something about you know, that it's a art. History. It's mm -hmm. oh, it's an 80 year old book. More probably. I've got you know, five or six of them. It's amazing. Survived. It's yeah. just. Listen, there's a lot of options. I think the yeah. biggest piece there's of There's still options, is, too. Yeah. That's the thing. There's still things that, to buy that, that are good. Listen, if you find one of these major books and you get a great price, <laughs> buy it. And you're not into it, buy it anyway, sell it, put it into something you're into, too. Again, we can't say this enough. You know, let your collection fund your collection. And, you know, don't buy something at the crazy price and listen if you don't if you have millions of millions of dollars hundreds of thousands of dollars you don't care you're gonna buy whatever you want no one can tell you what to do you're probably not listening to this podcast or show yeah. anyway so you know do what you're gonna do but the average collector i think there's more of you than there are of these people spending you know amounts of money that they don't care about sometimes it's people who are buying a book who are flippers who know that they can get someone else i mean we know someone who's who's no longer with us that would do that specifically. He's like, oh, that's $300 more, but I know someone who will pay $500 more, so I'm going to buy that book. <laughs> it's just, you know, that could be, you know, the world we're living in too, so. And, and unfortunately, there are some people out there who throw out speculations and, you know, I mean, you've said this before, yeah. do your own research. Yeah, yeah. Take, what, take what people say to you, but don't, don't use that as your decision moment. You know, there's apps out there. There's other, you know, podcasts and YouTubers that just throw out speculations and and you know, don't don't use that information, but don't go off of that information. And don't feel bad letting something go, even if it goes up. It's like, oh, like, like if something's eight hundred, you know, going for eight hundred bucks, someone's selling it for fifteen hundred. You're like, no way, I'm not going to buy it. Next week it's two thousand. You still made the right choice. Mm -hmm. it, it is what it is. You can't kick yourself in the foot yeah. because you know you passed up on overpaying four hundred dollars to make another five hundred on top of that. You can't. You can't think like you can't think should have should have in this. Yeah. In it's this, you'll go crazy. I mean, the best way to you know navigate this spec and you know hype that's going on is. If people are talking about it, if it's flooding your feeds or news or whatever, you know, you use to follow comic books, it's you've kind of missed the window. You're too if late. you can find it Someone somewhere. I don't I don't I don't remember who said it, and even if I did, I wouldn't say probably, but they said if you were hearing about it, you've already missed the window. Yep. Yeah. I think That's I it. said it last time. Did you? <laughs> I don't know. You, you may have actually it's, it's, <laughs> but it's it's absolutely true. Yeah. I mean it, it's it's it, it is what it is you know mm -hmm. you move on get something else exactly yeah all right well, listen it's um it's just be smart about it too i mean we're doing this for people who are kind of bummed out i mean i'm really angry i'll be honest with like what's going on right now it's frustrating me i haven't bought anything for a multitude of reasons but it's mostly because I don't like what the pricing is going on, and I might just sit on some stuff. I've been selling some books just to, you know, 
hoard my cash for a couple of uh, purchases. But you know, it's there's a lot of stuff out there and it's not worth buying because the market is really, really hot right now. And, and I want to say this for everything across the gamut. It, it right now is a seller's market. It's a seller's market if you're if you're real estate, collectibles, whatever it is. Now is the time to sell if you have something people want to buy. So yep. you know, be careful with what you're buying. So I guess the best advice I can give you, or we can give you, is buy what people don't want right now. <laughs> what other people don't want, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> buy what you want, but not others. <laughs> Uh, well, hopefully you guys found that helpful. You know, if, if you disagree with us or if you have other points that you think we should make on it or we missed, you know, let us know. Let I, us love talk, I love talking. I love talking about this because yeah, it's, it's so, it's so interesting. Sorry I mean, listen, we, we spent maybe 45 minutes talking about this. We spend a lot more time in all day, every day talking about yeah. it. So um, we're never we're never shy about wanting to talk more about it. Um, but let's go into our ending segment. What do you guys think? Let's do it. I think you should leave this one. We could do a whole show on this. Yes, we could. So we're going to talk a little CGC quality control. And listen, we're going to pick on CGC right now, but it's not just them. I know a few grading companies make mistakes. And it, I'm going to just bring a friend to, to help me illustrate my my point here his grievances right. which is why this came up in the oh, oh there it is so we're talking quality control but this is actually trying to address this issue um actually opened up another thing which i want to bring up as well so let me show you this book here and hopefully i can get it without nice book uh, Blair. It is a nice book. I, I, see, I, I see one thing wrong with it, though, at yeah. the uh, uh, right off the bat. What's that? It's that uh, that number in the top left the, the corner. The nine four. Yeah. He yeah. never he never buys nine fours. And I didn't buy this. <laughs> <laughs> I had it graded. So I want you guys to see something there, and you tell well, me. We're gonna you tell me if you guys can see it. We're gonna have to post this over. We'll put the picture over overlay. Yeah, we have to overlay it because you can't. But, so at the top of this. So this says it was manufactured with 1,037 of 300 printed on the cover. Now, let me ask you guys something. Do you think it's possible to have version 1,037 of 300 of something? JJ, you're thinking real hard about this one. Maybe the numbers were swapped? No. What's, what's the actual edition? What's so size? I want to. So not only did they miss a zero, but they felt the need to change that three, which it should have been a two. They changed it to a three. To a three. So it's ten thousand. It's one thousand thirty-seven of two thousand. Okay, we've noticed a lot of these mistakes, and they're definitely overloaded, and they're grading these quickly. So I don't think they're looking at them really well enough. No. But so to go back to your initial point, you know I hate this number right no. here, this grade number. I think nine four is the absolute worst grade in comics. You can't fucking see it, but whatever. <laughs> um, in, a, in a modern, uh, all comics or just the modern ones? 
I, I don't really like anything in a 9.4. Okay. I would rather a 9.2 over a 9.4, even in like an expensive book. Um, so back to that. So I called um, this company who, who uh, graded this book, and I brought up the label issue. But then um, Mr. Toy Story assisted me in um, looking up the grader's notes. And I found an in he found an interesting thing that I think in our experience we've only noticed with nine eights is that there were no graders notes. Now, I wouldn't call myself a professional grader, but I've done a lot of work to kind of teach myself how to grade. I've had a lot of the grading masters we know, um, you know, help me along the way, show me, give me pointers and. I'm usually pretty close I'm within like a half a grade on like the lower stuff. So I can't find any defects on this. And there may be like maybe a little bit of stress on the spine that doesn't break color. If they wanted to give me a nine, six, I'd say, okay, fine. It's a nine, six, whatever. Nine, six, nine, eight. It's very, you know, what's the word at that point? It's very, um, opinionated, not opinionated, whatever it is, but, Nine four, no graders notes, no real reason why it's a nine four. So I asked the um, the gentleman who answered the phone. I was like, I noticed there wasn't any graders notes, and I received the nine four. So I don't know why I received the nine four. The response I was given was that the graders notes are for passing on information from one grader to another, and they're not required and that information is shared with the 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 comic book community um at their kind of discretion like you know they charge to do this by the way right mm -hmm. you could so, buy the graders notes for ten dollars but i couldn't even buy the graders notes because there are no graders there are notes. no graders notes yeah so they 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 decide that we can give this to the community is was their response but they don't give it they 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 charge you for it so basically this book was graded in nine four no visible defects and no reasoning so i was like so what are my choices here like how do i you know figure out why it's a nine four he said well you would have to get it regraded okay so i would have to put now I don't really know what this is in the nine eight maybe like three hundred bucks I don't I haven't really done a lot of research on it I got it because I liked it it was um it was a book I wanted to get a nine eight in I bought this on the line I almost killed somebody I remember um, that the line. I remember. Yep. yep um thought we were going to jail yeah <laughs> well we were gonna go to jail they were gonna go to the hospital true um <laughs> it was just me really I probably would have been the only one going to jail. So it's really frustrating. I know a lot of people have their frustrations with grading companies, specifically this one, CGC. Um, they don't, he didn't, the, the, the person, listen, he was friendly. He wasn't rude, but it doesn't really seem like they're interested in helping you or there for the community at all. So, I mean, how many, how often is this happening where it's just like, well, yeah, this is a nine four. Like why? It's right. just, you know, oh, we did like, is it just like, oh, we just did three that are nine eights. Uh, let's throw a nine four at that one. Mm -hmm. 
I mean, listen, if you give me a reason, if you say, hey, you know, it's nicked here, it's nicked there, uh, you can't see it, maybe there's like a tear on page three, okay, fine, I missed it. Mm-hmm. But not having any information and these constant mistakes, I really think, and, you know, I've said this before, but I think there should be a standard third-party company that handles quality control for all the grading. What I, what I speculate is happening is that they are not doing the same level, and I think it's probably pretty hot. I don't think anybody would disagree. They are not doing the same level of quality control on lesser value books as they are on higher value books. You don't see these errors. You don't see these messed up cases or you know anything wrong with the label or anything wrong with a piece in the book. You don't see the, those on high value books, really. You know? I don't, I don't have enough information on that to say for sure, but I'll, 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 I'll agree. I'll agree in this instance. I'm speculating that they're not doing as big as like, cause if the quality control guy gets, you know, uh, amazing Spider-Man one, he's, mm-hmm. he's going to make sure that's good. You know? Well, they're probably also going to a different group too. Yeah, exactly. So we've had, um, Steve Barak from CBCS come on our show and he told us that he only sees like the, highest level of books mm-hmm. that come to him him and another guy do golden age and you know major keys they're the two guys so you're you're probably absolutely right that there's different levels of people mm-hmm. and it's probably people who are also less experienced yeah. and the, and the, the, you said it, you knocked it on the head there i mean you know i i know that they've been getting an influx of thousands of books during mm-hmm. this you know during the pandemic here and they're probably hiring anybody that they can get their hands on. And there's no qualifications on these. There's no certificate like, hey, I'm a grader or yes. or, or a class. I think, you know, they, they do, they may do, I'm going to even be nicer, maybe a six-hour training of like, this is what you look for. Read this if book. That, there yeah. you go. Even if that, you know. It is it is really frustrating that there's no standard um, manual for like how to grade it's just very and sorry this is the word i was looking for before when i was talking about the difference between nine six and nine eight it's subjective yeah yeah, yeah. and that's going to be like it really shouldn't be like there should be a scale of you know how many defects what it is i mean th- there's a there's but there's a book scale in overstreet there's a but, book but both companies say they don't follow that is that correct or does cbc they, they have their own thing yeah which is that's that doesn't make any sense to me it's, there's, there should be some type of standard. There should absolutely be a certification. You should you should have to take some type of test. Mm-hmm. Honestly, you should. Maybe have they to do, but I don't know. They won't take a certification. Me. I don't know. Maybe there is. I, yeah. If there is, good. I'm glad they have it. If there's not, they should have it. Yeah. But on top of that, like, listen, like, I don't think this issue is going to go away. I think the grading will probably slow down again, like everything else, once the world normalizes. But. Somebody needs to handle quality control. Mm-hmm. CBCS is making mistakes too. I don't see them. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't see them as often, but I also know not as many people send into CBCS as they do CGC. But yeah, I've seen horror stories on social media with with CGC. Like, you know, with CGC specifically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, listen, it's becoming a problem. It's we see stuff every day. Our good buddy City Limits, who has his own personal issues with CGC, they post stuff on their website with mis- mistake mistaken labels. They're like, "Oh, here's this, you know, Spider-Man number two thirty-eight by DC Comics underneath it." It's just like, 
and that's and that's you're a, advertising this, <laughs> and, and that's another thing. So you know, the label you got, I would think that sh that should be somewhat kind of pre-printed. I know it's numbered, so you really can't do that because it's always going to be a different number. But like, how do you miss that simple mistake? Like, I mean, it's it's a typo. That's I've always I've always assumed that you know, and I think we've sat with people. And I, and, and I think Steve like even brought this up. You know, which when we did the interview with uh, CG CBCS. You know, you've got your, you know, the first guy takes the package, another guy, you know, does a page count, and I think another guy will grade the comic, and then it gets encapsulated, and then another guy, quality control, looks it over, gets packaged and sent. So, you know, there is a step that was missing in your book, obviously. Mm. I mean, or it was just like, yep, looks good, strike force number one. Done. Next. <laughs> Which, you know, I would... I, if, if that were the case, I'd get it because of the amount of submissions they're having right now. But hire more people. You, so you you're clearly making a ton of money right. you know, from all these submissions. It's it's just it's just another slap in the face at the collector yeah. level where it's just like, hey, we're the best. You know, who's like, don't cook great without. And, and that's just like my biggest issue with them is that's the attitude like they're they're purveying and maybe that, that's not the way they feel i haven't you know again the person i spoke to was you know very respectful but he also didn't kind of didn't care yeah like he's like yeah well you have to resubmit it if you want if you don't think it's the right grade. it's, like, and it's and almost like you know the whole thing with the graders knows like well you know that's really for us to send to one grader to another we decide to give it to you out of like he didn't say out of the goodness of our heart but you know we, you know we you know, we chose to share those with, with collectors. I was like, yeah, because you wanted to charge him for something else. Yeah. But I would be curious to see if you took that out and get it regraded and see what happens. I think if I regraded this 10 times, I could potentially get a different grade each time. You oh, should yeah. do that. You should regrade it. I would be very curious to see. You know, why not? It's an experiment. And you know, the, what the thing is, too, is like, and and this isn't really on this issue specifically. I I would love, and the biggest reason I want like a second person, a third party in their quality control. I cannot believe, out of the goodness of my heart, and I'm maybe it's because I'm a pessimist at heart, that they don't know whose books they're grading. It's just very hard for me to believe. You know, it's the mystery surrounding who gets that book and where the book's going at some point they know who to give it back to. I, I just don't know if I can believe that the point in the middle where the book is getting graded, that there's a mystery of where that book was sent into. You're telling me if Reese's rare comics sends in a thousand comic books. They don't know that this thousand that's coming through is for Reese's rare comics. And I'm not picking on them. It's not their fault, but listen, if you have a mega client, you're going to make sure you take care of them. It did you send that in yourself or did you send it through a shop? Best, best sent it in. And they don't, I don't think they sent a ton. So they probably didn't care, but I guarantee you. So let's put it this way. Let's say if we were to send this to our friends at elite comics, right? Let's say that they press it for us. I would almost guarantee, guarantee you, this book comes back at 9.8. I'd be willing to bet money on it. I would be willing to bet 10 times what this book is worth at a 9.8 that I would get that that grade back. I would even take it a step further and don't even get it pressed. 
Yeah. And it's, and listen, what, what is that? And what would the answer be? The response would be something very, well, different grader. And, and that's the, the problem. Different graders, you know, see different things or, or judge differently. And we've gotten a similar answer from CBCS as well. I called on a book that I had them crack and press and regrade that came back lower. Like, well, it's different graders see different things. Why? Why do they see different things? It's the same book. Yes. You've actually pressed it. You made it better. Are you telling me you damaged it during pressing them? No, no, no. We didn't do that. I was like, so then why is it lower? <laughs> I mean, it's just, I, you know, I still do it. I still get graded books, but I hate the process and <laughs> as well. Maybe, maybe I should stop collecting everything. <laughs> Buy books that are already. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna stay in rooms with four walls and a chair. <laughs> Buy books already. Yeah, but you see, what you're saying is this is actually the the one of the best ways, and this kind of goes back to our previous conversation. If you really want to get good value out of a out of a book, as, as a graded book, you should really you're, you're gonna get a bigger profit uh, return on investment. You buy it raw. Yeah, and that's and that's a big reason why you should educate yourself on grading because you might see something that someone doesn't catch. You, can, you gotta remember these dealers are looking at so many books; they can't be spot on in every single book they have. If you, but if you educate yourself, like, hey, I like this book. Oh, they have it like a five zero. Like, I think it could be like a six five, maybe seven zero. If we press it, you know, they don't want to spend the money to press every single book. You do it, you know, you'll get a win there. But listen, you, sometimes you get burned too because there might be something you missed or this color touch. So you're taking, you know, no risk, no reward. Yep, absolutely. Is that better myself? You know, if you're gonna if you're gonna buy it pre graded already in a big book, you know, you're taking you, you're gonna pay the full brunt of the price. Mm -hmm. And that's all they said. And that's how the cookie crumbles. <laughs> all right, that was good. What were we even talking about? What was this about? Uh, I don't even know. Crazy stuff. <laughs> so diamond, huh? Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, let me show. Let me end. Let's end on a good note and show my uh, whatever he's got. We're just like the cranky pants of the comedy. yeah, or at least maybe I am. I'm the cranky pants. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna change my uh, my name on on my personal Instagram. <laughs> cranky pants collector. No, you can keep it TC. Still total cranky. <laughs> totally cranky. That's yeah. Not, that's not bad. So my Instagram buddy Kuma's Comics in Hawaii, who I bought a book from, this is awesome. Yeah, who I bought a book, who I bought books from before, does these awesome cover recreations of the original. There, this is original art that he did. That's really cool. So what he did is he drew the cover exactly on like the paper they used back in the day, and then he glued on the title, the you know the number card, the Comics Code sticker, just like they did back then too. It was all different colored paper and stuff, and he ages That's the cool. paper too. Yeah, if you see the outside of it, it's a little darker than the inside because he aged the paper. That's huh. Yeah, it's really cool. He did a spectacular job. So, if, if you don't mind me asking, hmm. and for the collectors out there, what what does something like that cost? Uh, he charged me a couple hundred bucks for this. It wasn't bad. Not bad. Excellent. Does he does he do other books like? Yeah, he, if, you, if you if you check out his Instagram, he's posted a couple of really awesome ones. We're gonna have to tag him in this. Yes, I, I'm I'm curious about that. That is actually pretty cool. Yeah, so, did awesome. you ask for that one specifically, or did he have that one up? For I did. Time? It was like right after I got I I put the payment on that. 
I saw that he did these and I was like, how much do you charge for these? Because I just picked up a Journey to Mystery and I think it would go really nice. And he was like, dude, that's awesome. Do I want to do that? So that's awesome. Very yeah. Cool, man. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So end on a little bit of a higher note. Yes. All right. So now that we ended it on a high, uh, a positive note, we're all fired back up. We're energized. And we want to let you know if you're not already hitting, hit that subscribe button, hit the alerts, uh, give us a nice thumbs up, comment, tell your friends, tell your mom, tell your sister, tell your uncle, tell your aunt, tell your cousins, your, your paper boy, your mailman, tell everybody <laughs> about Don't Feed the Geeks podcast. There you go. Nice. And if you're not already following us on social media, please follow us on Instagram at LI Comic Guys and at Don't Feed the Geeks Podcast. And we're also on Facebook. I don't know how you find us on Facebook. You go look for LI Comic Guys on Facebook. Search for it. You'll find us. Um, we're not on Twitter. It's very angrier than I am on Twitter. So we, we yeah. To, yeah. To, get, to get involved over there. Yeah. But that's all I got. Good uh, stuff. Things are getting better, though. Maybe we'll see some of you in the near future in person. Yeah. Uh, if you haven't caught any of our geeking outs that we did, those have been pretty cool on Instagram Live. Uh, you can watch that. We've posted the videos after the fact as well. Those have been pretty fun. The most recent one with Pete Pappas uh, two weeks ago was awesome. Um, and that's all I got. What about you guys? No, oh, good. All good. All right. Well, as always, until next time, remember.